this morning to the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 5. We are here because we are ready now to proceed with building the kind of a building that will allow many more who are in need of a miracle to make their way to the tree of life church and find salvation for their soul healing for their heart blessing in their life there is no resistance there is no resistance that can prevent God from doing what he's going to do through this congregation first Kings chapter 5 and we're going to begin reading at the second verse while you're turning there let me take just a moment and tell you of a great thing that's happening this Saturday as you know the world turns their eyes to Jesus two times a year Christmas and Easter and they 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 even have a misguided interpretation of those particular times of the year but that's all right we're gonna worship Jesus and exalt Jesus anyway so what they call Easter we call resurrection we're gonna have a resurrection egg hunt here on Saturday because there are a lot of people who need Jesus in this city and we have plenty of volunteers I want to read to you just really quick from sister Shalina Wilson we would like to sincerely thank everyone who donated to the Easter extravaganza and those who filled eggs. We would also like to remind everyone that we have a volunteer meeting today immediately following service for all extravaganza volunteers. There's been a change in location for the meeting. It will now be held in the youth room upstairs. The meeting will last approximately 15 minutes. Lastly, we have a few volunteer positions that still need filled. We have one spot for someone to grill, a few food spots remaining. If you would like to sign up, please do so on CCB. If you haven't signed up to volunteer but plan to do so, please plan to attend the volunteer meeting today. We're looking forward to a wonderful time next Sunday. Last year, our, so many from our community came up onto the church grounds. We were handing them free food saying, we just want to feed the hungry. We just want to pass out, let you know we're here, we care, Jesus is Lord, and glory to his name. We're going to be doing the same thing this Saturday, and we want to be able to, to let this community know the church is ready now. The church is ready now. Folks, we got to get our, ourselves in order so we can reach this lost and dying world. From the book of 1 Kings chapter 5 and verse 2, Solomon sent to Hiram saying thou knowest how that david my father could not build an house unto the name of the lord his god for the wars which were about him on every side until the lord put them under the soles of his feet but now the lord my god hath given me rest on every side so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent and behold i purpose to build an house unto the name of the lord my god as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build an house unto my name. I would like to read one verse of scripture from the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9. Many can quote it. I'm going to read it to you. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness 
into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you for just a few moments this morning on the subject, no resistance. Could we give God praise in the name of the Lord? Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you and we give you all glory and honor. Come on, put your hands together and shout unto him with the voice of triumph. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm cognizant of the time this morning. We will not be long, but we have a word from the Lord, and he has a plan for us. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I do want to say a great big God bless you to the ranking family here from Indianapolis. So good to see them. We love them, our cousins very much. Good to see the Shaw family. God bless you. So good to see you. So wonderful to see all the uh, people of God gathered together. Let's give everybody a great big hand. We're delighted that you are here. The word church has become so widely used and often misused. We don't altogether understand the word, what it means, church. I want to tell you not to get uh, misunderstood. We are not we are not building a church when we build this campus. Uh, we're not building a church. The church is being built by the Lord. He said, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, we are building a campus. That's what we're building. We're building a campus, and it takes miracles to build that campus. It's going to take financial miracles. It's going to take sacrifice, and the Lord is already moving upon the hearts of people in this congregation about what it is that you will give. Some will give sacrificially, more sacrificially than you've ever given to the Lord in your life. The Spirit of the Lord will move on your heart and you will step directly into his will as to what you will be giving to the glory of God. And I want you to know, and you already know this, but in case you need reminded, you can't outgive the Lord. When you give unto the Lord, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We're looking at the, the statistics, and statistics say that in our first offering, which is May 20th, that we should receive somewhere between ninety dollars to $150,000 in that first offering. I believe there's going to be somebody to give that amount in, in, as an individual in that first offering. I believe we're going to see the windows of heaven open, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is going to move so mightily and so dramatically upon this effort, upon this endeavor, because there is no resistance to what the Lord is doing. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And he's anointed us to complete that purpose. I'm believing we'll see an offering of $300,000 on May 20th. Can I get a witness in the name of the Lord? I believe collectively as a body of Christ, we will see an offering of $300,000 arrive on May 20th as we give our initial offering in the name of Jesus Christ. And then we will give over the next 36 months and we will give unto the Lord. Now we know what happens when people start praising God, when people decide to start serving God, when people decide to start giving unto the Lord. We know what happens. The devil likes to attack. 
Sometimes people are even afraid to do something for God because they know that they're stirring up the enemy when they do it. Don't be afraid of the enemy. And don't be afraid of the adversary. For he is under our feet in the name of Jesus. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. There is no weapon that's formed against us that can prosper. If God be for us, who can be against us? We have a word from the Lord. We are in an area of no resistance. We're in a season of no resistance. You say that doesn't sound, that doesn't even sound realistic, Pastor. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the church of the living God. The scripture says that we are the church. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood and holy nation. That you are called out of darkness into this marvelous light. He called us a peculiar people. I know you can uh, joke about it and say, I've met some peculiar people in the church in my day. But our peculiarity doesn't have so much to do with our idiosyncrasies as it does with the fact that we have a peculiar peace that this world doesn't know anything about. And we have a peculiar joy that this world doesn't know anything about. And we have a peculiar hope that this world doesn't know anything about. And that peculiar hope, that peculiar faith, that peculiar joy, that peculiar hope, hallelujah, the peculiar love that we have for one another and the peculiar victory that God is going to give us, it sets us apart. You can't judge the church by anything you you have seen in the world you can't judge the church by anything you have seen in history we are stepping into unprecedented territory we are serving the creator of heaven and earth we're not subjected to what you may know as a precedent or a history historical marker in this world our God has lifted us up out of this world and he has called us out the word church in the scriptures is ecclesia or or ecclesia ecclesia and it simply means called out called out the called out ones you and i are the called out ones we have been called out of addiction we have been called out of worldly sorrow. We have been called out of the bondage of this world. We have been called out of sinful lifestyles. We have been called out of the sorrow that this world experiences. That's what Jesus said. He said, I am building my church upon this rock. I am building the called out ones upon this rock. It's not a rock that you can travel to and see. You can't go look for it like you could Gibraltar. You can't look for this rock like they look for Stonehenge. You look for this rock and you'll only found it in the word of God. It's different than anything else you've known in this world. He said, upon this rock, I will build my called out ones. Hallelujah. Our prayers are with the Calvary Church family and Pastor Pasley's family. As many of you may know, he did pass away last night. Our prayers are with them and we grieve with them today. I can't imagine the heaviness that this may bring to them and will undoubtedly bring to them. But, but I thank God that they know and I thank God that I'm preaching to people today who know that we do not sorrow as this world sorrows. 
for we have a hope beyond this life. If we had hope only in this life, we would be of all men most miserable. But we do not have hope only in this life. Our hope exceeds anything that this world could ever know. When the Bible refers to the ecclesia, to the called out ones, it is referring not only to the called out on earth, but to those who are already passed on into glory. Hallelujah. I'm grateful today that we do not stand here alone ready now, but we join a great cloud of witnesses. Hallelujah. Have sown in tears and we are reaping in joy. We join a great cloud of witnesses who have traversed a path of prayer and fast and sacrifice and we stand together united saying that the Lord shall go before us and we will do exploits and be strong <laughs> hallelujah the king Solomon had an amazing experience his father wanted to build a temple for the Lord his father was a man of war he was a man after God's own heart but you didn't mess with David man David was a warrior in fact, Goliath made the mistake of underestimating him and saying, who is this that dare challenge me? I feed his carcass to the fowl of the air. He, he spoke big words, but David had a big God. You didn't mess with David. David would, David would just walk in the spirit of the Lord and he would fight the enemies of the Lord. Now, David had a difficult life. He ran for much of his life from enemies who were coming after him. When you read the book of Psalms and you hear some of the anguish that is found in the book of the Psalms, you are reading the anguish of David as he hid and as he wondered what the outcome would be. But in the end of his life, it was very clear. God had given him the victory over every adversary, be it a lion or a bear or a giant or his own sin and his own condemnation or even the tragedy treachery of his own son Absalom God gave him victory over every encounter that he had to face in life and so Solomon stepped onto the scene and Solomon who received an instruction from his father that he was to build the temple of the Lord David couldn't do it God said because you have blood on your hands you're a warrior but Solomon he said you are going to build the temple of the Lord and our text says that Solomon Acknowledge the fact that the Lord had given him rest on every side. Who did it? The Lord did it. Solomon's political acumen did not do it. Solomon's diplomatic negotiation ability did not do it. Solomon's wisdom and understanding heart did not do it. Who did it? The Lord did it. Make sure we understand, ladies and gentlemen, when all this is said and done, that we are in agreement. This is what the Lord has done. Don't you let anybody give anybody credit or glory in the way of giving man credit or glory. This glory belongs to God. I said this glory belongs to God. For every miracle, Lord, we give you praise. For every financial miracle, Lord, we give you praise. For every healing, Lord, we give you praise. For every story of salvation, Lord, we give you praise. Solomon said, the Lord has given me rest on every side. He said, I have neither adversary nor evil occurrence. Now, when we honored our past last week, the past that we honored was a great and beautiful and wonderful past. And yet throughout those years, our elders had challenges and the enemy fought them and fought them and they fought back and they struggled and they, and they won the battle. Hallelujah. And we're here today because they remain faithful to God. 
But I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, as we go through this Ready Now campaign, I'm declaring rest on every side. And I'm declaring peace in God. The adversary will have no hold on us in the name of Jesus. Neither evil a current in Jesus' name. We declare the joy of the Lord is our strength. We declare a peace that will pass our understanding. We declare in this house no resistance. We hold on to the word of God. Hallelujah. That God has gone before us. Hallelujah. I told somebody, I said, you know, I've heard people say, oh, you're going into a building program? You want to be careful with building programs. Boy, I tell you what, the enemy attacks during building programs. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. People say, oh, you better watch out because folks get upset and they get cantankerous and strife will start. And I rebuke all of that in the name of Jesus. There's no resistance in 2018, 2019, 2020. We are one body. We are one church. There's one God. We're one church. And we're going to do this thing through the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. It's going to be unprecedented. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. Will people, get, will people have times where they may get their feelings hurt? Well, maybe, but they're going to take it to an altar and put it under the blood of Jesus Christ. No, no, we're wise to what the devil has tried to do to us. And he's not going to do it to us going forward. We know he wants us to turn one against the other. But that's not going to happen in the name of Jesus. There's no resistance, no evil occurrence. Peace, love, joy, peace, love, joy, righteousness, holiness, truth, hallelujah. That's what the Tree of Life Church is all about. We're going to heal these nations, ladies and gentlemen. Like the good Samaritan healed the wounds of the man who was fallen between Jerusalem and Jericho. We're going to heal these nations. We're going to stand as a beacon of hope in this city. As a beacon of hope in this world, we want the people to ask us, what does tree of life mean? So that we can tell them the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nation. And you walk into this tree of life, church, and it doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter what you've been through. The blood of Jesus has the power. The name of Jesus is great and greatly to be praised. Notice what Peter said. He said, you are a chosen generation. One of the things that divides people typically, but we're not a typical situation. But one of the things that divides people typically is differences in generation. Old and young having ought against one another, but not in the no resistance. Ready now tree of life hallelujah what, you want to know why because we're not multiple generations we're a chosen generation the bible doesn't speak in terms of generations as in plurality it speaks of the generation of the lord who shall declare his generation that's why i get excited about a church that can shout to god put a rainbow in the sky or can shout to god is fighting for us i'm thankful for a church that can weep to he touched me and can weep to a miracle can happen now you hear what i'm telling you we're one generation it doesn't matter if you're 85 or 15. Jesus is Lord. There's one God. His grace is great. 
Hey, I don't care if a song was written a hundred years ago or last night. If it exalts Jesus, I'm in. I'll clap, I'll sing, I'll shout, I'll dance because I'm here to magnify his name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. That's amazing. All of us, a royal priesthood. You know, in the Old Testament, the priest, it was, a, such, a, it was such a select group of people. They had to come from a particular tribe. They were from a particular lineage. And they were, and they were set apart. They were the Levites. And, and they had these, these amazing, uh, 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 just, you know, a, a meticulous uh, checklist that they had to go through. And that was the priest. And they were set apart from the people. But, but Peter said, we, all of us are a royal priesthood. You know what? Again, if you got the Holy Ghost 75 years ago, thank you, Jesus. And if you got the Holy Ghost this morning before you got to church, thank you, Jesus. Each and every one of us can boldly approach the throne of grace. Not a one of us has to go through the Levitical checklist of walking into the Holy of Holies. He said, repent and be baptized every, every, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Brother Diley. He will hear the cry of the desperate heart. I said he will hear the cry of the desperate heart. Every one of us have access into the glory of God. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. We're not separated by by spiritual classes. There are people up on this high level and then there are people way down here. No, 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 no. See, ladies and gentlemen, it's faith. So, so you know, typically people are divided by that, but this is in a typical situation. I declare no resistance in Jesus' name. Whew, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, we are an holy nation. We are an holy nation. Now, people look at nations coming together, and they've all given up hope. They've all thrown their hands up in despair, saying there's no way that the nations of the earth can get along. It's impossible. You know why? Because they've tried through the efforts of man to bring the nations of the earth together. And people just have believed. In fact, my brother, my brother is uh, 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 German and Persian, and his wife is Italian and Jewish. Persian and German, she's Italian and Jewish. And, and when they had their babies, I said, Nathan, Persian and German, Italian and Jewish, I, I hope your kids don't hate themselves. <laughs> there's a history there. I said, there, you know, there's a history. But listen, this is unprecedented, what's happening. This isn't your typical situation. It doesn't matter what happened before. It doesn't matter what the enemy brought against the church in the past. We are one holy nation. Doesn't matter what continent our ancestors came from. We are one in Jesus Christ. I say we let this world know he brought me out. He lifted me up. He sanctified me. He he justified me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. My God, have mercy. I'm a new man. I'm a new creature. 
I can't, I can't fly off the handle and blame it on, well, I'm Persian. Well, you know how them Germans are. That's, everybody says that about whatever their ancestry is. And I've come to learn, I've not yet found anybody say, well, you know, that's my ancestry that's making me so meek and mild and humble and soft-spoken and tender-hearted and caring. And I've never heard one person. It's whenever they fly off the handle, they start blaming everybody and their ancestry and, and where they come from. It's not, had nothing to do with yours or my ancestry. It has to do with people or people. And people get mad and people hold grudges and people lose their temper. doesn't matter where they come from, but something's changing. The atmosphere is changing. The spirit of the Lord is here. We're a holy nation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a chosen generation. There's no resistance. The Lord, the Lord has brought us together. We are one in his name. We are one in his blood. We are one in his spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, he said, you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a peculiar people. Hallelujah. Yes, we are. We are a peculiar people. You don't know why we're peculiar. And don't fight that peculiarity. Listen, our world needs salvation. They're not looking to come to a church that is like what they're trying to leave. We don't need to make the church more like the world so that the world will feel so comfortable when they walk into the church. And, 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 on, the, and on the other side of the equation, we don't need to be waiting for them with baseball bats and Bibles. We simply need to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, if I, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. I'll do the drawing. It makes our job rather simple. Jesus be glorified. Jesus be exalted. Don't take credit. Don't take praise. Just give him praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. And he's one. And his name is the name we're baptized into. And it's his spirit that fills us to overflowing. He's worthy. He's worthy. We don't have to change to fit somebody's religious expectation. Somebody might say, well, why do you baptize in the name of Jesus? It's, it's, I mean, I could go through a theological explanation if you want, but I could just reduce it simply to, who do you think died for me? Who do you think died for me? Who do you think suffered, bled, and died for me? Do I, do I, next week we'll talk about it on Resurrection Sunday. He was wounded for the transgressions I was supposed to be wounded for. He was bruised for the iniquities I should have been eternally punished for. He was chastised the way I should have been damnably, eternally chastised. He took all of my sin, all of my shame. You have come along too late, my friend, to tell me to be baptized into another formula. He was God manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. And it is the great honor and pleasure of my life to be baptized into his name and to baptize whosoever will in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And you know what? 
We do all things decently and we do all things in order, but we make no apologies. We're one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound, believing church. You're going to hear some tongue-talking. You're going to see some folks dancing. You're going to see some folks shouting. They didn't used to. Back when the chains were wrapped around them, they didn't. Back when they were addicted to drugs and alcohol, they didn't do it. Back when they were, back when they were under so that much of the influence of sin and Satan, they didn't do it. But they've been caught out of all of that stuff. They've been caught out of darkness into his marvelous light. And there's a joy, sweet joy. There's a joy, sweet joy that comes upon them. He called us out of darkness. That's what Jesus, that's what the Lord found. That's what the Bible says in Genesis 1-2 that the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the Bible says that when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, that they went into death and destruction. That's what that darkness is. It's a place where things are void. And the world has gone back into that darkness. But thank God that before the foundation of the world, God had a plan about a lamb. In the back of his mind, in the front of his mind, all over his thoughts was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Everything he created was in accordance with the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. By him all things consist. Without him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And and that lamb of God called us out of darkness. And if we want to show forth his praises, then we're going to be that one chosen generation. We're going to be that one royal priesthood. We're going to be that one holy nation. We're going to be that one peculiar people that we should show forth. See, that, 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 notice what he said. He said, you want to know why you're a chosen generation? You want to know why the old and the young get along and love one another? That they should show forth the praises of him who hath called them out of darkness into his marvelous light. You want to know why we're one holy nation and we lay aside whether Jew or Greek or whatever nationality you want to put into that equation and you lay it aside and you become one in Jesus Christ as one holy nation that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. You want to know why we're one royal priesthood that we should show forth the praises of him who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we have a peculiar peace. We have a peculiar love. We have a peculiar hope. We, we have, you know, it's an amazing kind of love, and I'm coming to a close, but notice the kind of love we have. We have the kind of love where, where, where we actually love our enemies. The world doesn't know anything about that kind of love, but the peculiar people do because they're going to love those who've hurt their feelings. They're going to love those who who have persecuted them. It's a peculiar thing. And we are experiencing it in ready now at the tree of life. Hallelujah. Rest on every side. No adversary, no evil occurring. You know the thing about Solomon, the thing that's so amazing about Solomon, you know, 
you know, Solomon said, no adversary, no evil occurrence. God has given me rest on every side. But, but there, there was an adversary. It, it, he wasn't saying that the adversary doesn't exist. He was saying the Lord has given me rest. So, so, so did you know there's a, a brother to Solomon by the name of Adonijah? And Adonijah had a plan to become king. And he plotted this plan. And he's going to become king. And as he's making his plans, he goes and gets himself a priest. He gets himself a man of war. Gets himself a whole entourage. And they start making their way to making Adonijah king. Little did he know that David, who he thought was on his deathbed and unable to, unable to even think for himself, David was putting into motion God's plan. And God said, Solomon, you're going to be the next king over Israel. I want you to go get Nathan the prophet and Zadok the priest. So you got this whole little work of the adversary going on over here. But Solomon and Nathan and Zadok, they didn't pay one attention. One ounce of attention to what the enemy was trying to do. They just kept walking into the purpose of God. Ascending into the hill of the Lord. And while Adonijah was eating with his entourage and celebrating, thinking that he was going to be the next king of Israel, he heard the bells ring out. Heard the trumpet sound that there had been a new king anointed in Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. The enemy is going to have a plot that runs parallel to what we're doing at Ready Now tree of life but we're not even going to pay an ounce of attention to what the enemy's trying to do let him do what he wants to do in the name of jesus you know what we're going to do we're going to keep preaching jesus you know what we're going to do we're going to keep giving god praise you know what we're going to do we're going to keep on praying intercessory prayers Woo, i'm ready now to do it i don't want to wait till the end of service i'm ready now to give him praise i'm ready now to lift his name i'm ready now to see him glorified and exalted and adored hallelujah we have alcoholics who need us to preach the gospel to them. We don't know their names, but they're there. They work in your offices. They work down the hall from you. They're in your factories. They're with you. They're in your family. They, they, they don't even know what they need, but God is going to draw them unto himself. Because we're making plans, and we're ready now to execute those plans. God can trust us with the people he's trying to save. God can trust us with the people he's trying to save. Can you lift your hands and receive it right now in the name of Jesus? All over this building, go ahead and lift your hands right now and receive it. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you right. My God, have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. In the name that's above every name. In the name of Jesus. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, all across this building, I want you to lift up your hands unto God right now in praise. He has given you the victory. He has given your family the victory. Miracle after miracle, testimony after testimony. Every one of us can stand and glorify the name of our God, for He has gone before us. He has fought our battles already. The enemy is under our feet. There is no resistance. There is no adversary. There is no evil occurring. We don't have to give mind to any of it. Let's keep our mind on Jesus. We've been called out of darkness into this marvelous light to show forth the praises of our King.
when Lazarus was called out of darkness, he was called out of the darkness of the tomb. He walked in newness of life. They loosed him and let him go. One chapter later, he's sitting at dinner with Jesus. And the Bible says all the people came not to see Jesus, but to see the man that Jesus raised from the dead. But when they came to see the man he raised from the dead, they got to see Jesus. I'm going to tell you, there's some people who won't darken the doors of a church because of past experiences or whatever. But they will come when you show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into this marvelous life. They will come to see those whose sickness has been healed, whose sin has been forgiven, whose chains have been broken. Come on, I want us to stand to our feet and lift high the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your voice right now in praise. 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 Come on, lift your voice right now in praise. Hallelujah. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Break every chain. Come on, if you need chains broken this morning, God is in this place to break those chains. If you need deliverance, hallelujah. If you have a family crisis, bring it to Jesus right now. Bring it to Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. There's power. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There is power. 